You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello everyone, it's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. All you need is a few minutes to start your day off with something historic when you listen to the This Day in History podcast. Every day there's a new episode for you to listen and learn about what happened that day way back when. So listen and subscribe to This Day in History wherever you get your podcasts. That's This Day in History wherever you get your podcasts. If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed. Move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Betty Sword, little bits of history that don't fit in anywhere else, with me, your host, Katie Charlwood horse again, and reader of books. Well, there's currently a storm raging where I am. We lost electricity. Uh, we, we couldn't heat our houses. We ran out of water. And um, many trampolines were lost this week. So even the schools closed, which really tells you something. And we were warned yet again, don't make unnecessary journeys. Don't take risks on treacherous roads and don't swim in the sea. <sighs> That's um, Rachel Rizamanian joke for there. So, <laughs> uh, this week, um, as it turns out, I have been irritating a lot, a lot of gamins because people don't like it when you point out what a piece of trash Winston Churchill was. It was really funny to me is that people seem to think Generally, men, an overwhelming amount of white men have felt the need to come and tell me, A, how amazing Winston Churchill was, and B, that I'm a communist. Um, I'm like, sir, I'm a Republican. Um, an Irish Republican, by the way, not an American Republican. You know, no. And I find this whole situation really funny because, yet again, Women aren't making these comments. Apparently stating that massacring a bunch of innocent civilians because you don't like communism is neither a good plan nor an ethical way of being. Because I'm anti-Churchill, they seem to think I'm pro-Stalin. And listen, I've seen pictures of young Stalin with his moustache and his beautiful, beautiful face, but he's also a class A cunt. And frankly, I'm not really into people who are into genocide. You know what I mean? Thank you for your opinions, boys. 
It's going to fuel my fire for a long time. But like one of the guys who was arguing with me played polo. Now, not water polo. Because I could, I could accept water polo. I mean, on a horse with that weird croquet mallet thing. Polo. Like, Prince Charles played polo. I, I, I'm sorry, but for some reason I don't seem to think you understand the struggle of the common man or woman or gender non-exclusive person. When you play fucking polo. What? The only acceptable polo is a mint. And even then, you're on thin ice. So naturally, I wanted to talk about an incident during the Cold War. To clarify, the Cold War was less of a war and more of a dick measuring contest. But anyway, uh, let me tell you about this story. This glorious, fantastic story, which sounds like it was made up, but actually happened. Okay, so... And I know what you're thinking, you're thinking, quit your jibber-jabber, in fact me, in fact you, I will. But first we have to get our source on. Okay, so our sources come from Encyclopedia Astronautica by Mark Wade, Thor Star from Gunter Space Page by Gunter Krebs, Orbital Debris, a chronology from NASA. So between 1960 and 1965... America created this expendable launch system made up of PGM-17 Thor missiles and like this Able Star upper stage. What does that mean? I'm not entirely sure. I'm not a rocket scientist. And because of this, it was known as Thor Epsilon and the much cooler name of Thor Able Star. Which, but okay, okay, say what you want about America. They name things with pride and confidence. So, over this five-year period, the US launched 19 Thor Star rockets, four of which failed, one of which we're going to discuss today. Technically, it's the second failure. The mission was to send up a navigation satellite for the US Navy. On the 30th of November, 1960. Unfortunately, this didn't go too well. You see, as the rocket was heading up, it signalled trouble before it got too high. And as such, the US were like, fuck this for a game of soldiers, and hit the self-destruct button, thus resulting in a controlled explosion of the rocket. And that's an issue in itself. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. The second issue was that the rocket blew up over Cuba 
surprisingly close to Guantanamo Bay. And the debris from this rocket, they start falling down with like chunks and pieces landing on the sweet, sweet soil of Cuba. Naturally, a rocket exploding over a country that, you know, you invaded at one point and that you currently had a very strained relationship with. Probably not a good idea. Zero out of ten would not recommend. So yeah, war was threatened because this is an international incident. Also, in addition, furthermore, the Cuban government just starts collecting all of these pieces of the missile, all of this debris, and subsequently sells it, sold, sold the pieces off to, shall we say, enemies of the US? Shall we say enemies of the US? So they send Thor's engine off to the USSR and the thrust vectors go to China. So in general, this is an embarrassment for the US and a fucking win for Cuba. However, it's not all fun and games because Fidel Castro files a complaint with the United Nations because... This explosion, this incident with the Thor Star rocket, he believed was, and I quote, further evidence of Yankee aggression. You see, this may seem like a victimless situation, but there was one victim. A cow named Rujina. Yes. You see, America killed a Cuban cow with a failed satellite launch. As a result of this, hundreds of students... Hundreds of students congregate outside the American embassy in Cuba and they are straight up protesting this. They are... (laughs) They are chanting, with cows or without cows, the revolution will win. And as part of the protest... This is fucking good. As part of the protest, they bring cows and bulls with them. (laughs) One of the cows has a sign that says, Eisenhower, you murdered one of my sisters. They put a sign on a cow. So after this, the information gets like a little vague, a little obtuse. Um, Allegedly, the US, the United States of America, paid Cuba $2 million in compensation for the death of Rojina the cow. At least that's the official take on it. That's that's quite a chunk of change for, like, a bovine. That's quite a chunk of change for, you know, a bovine creature. <sighs> and it has been suggested that maybe, just maybe, it was less to do about, you know, killing the cow. It was less about the cow casualty and more about the fact that it violated the nation's airspace and didn't want to be accused of war crimes. And my favourite part of this story, what my favourite, favourite part of the story. <sighs> Apparently, Rujina, the cow, Cuba, okay, Cuba gave Rujina, the cow, a state funeral. Like, that's fantastic. That is, I really hope that's true. Uh, if anybody knows anybody from Cuba who may remember the state funeral, of Rohina the cow, please let me know because I really want that to be true. Oh, okay. At the end of the day, oh yeah, like to prevent this incident from happening again, 
all future Thor Star launches had their flight paths like modified so that they would avoid passing over Cuba because A, they didn't want to have another incident and B, they really didn't want Cuba selling off their technological advancements. Anywho, my voice is starting to go again. Oh jeez. So I will actually chat to you next time. So I'm, so we'll talk um next time and join me again on Tuesday where we will have another full episode where it will be time for a new episode and I'm actually really excited about this one. Don't forget you can follow me on all my social media, who did what now pod and uh yeah don't forget to rate and review five stars pity me for my lack of voice and uh yeah i'll chat i'll be back on tuesday with more fun-filled facts and history stuff adios au revoir au revoir my friends bye bye